the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. into a third world banana republic out in the open. I almost am happy they're not hiding the uh, corruption in our government. The idea that we gave integrity to these bureaucracies that are always, always occupied by human beings. You know, this is fascinating. For decades, we keep saying the government, the government. Well, who is it? Well, those of us that came from these ghettos, we know that it's the most connected people to the politically corrupt. That's who occupy these bureaucracies. For some reason, there was a disconnect. We, we, we believe that this country had integrity. We believe that this country, the corruption only was in the local level, or maybe it got a big city like New York, New Jersey, Philly, Chicago, L.A. The reality is, we are no better than the third world banana republics of South America, of former Soviet Union. We're just more arrogant and more proud about it. Good afternoon. I'm here today to announce the appointment of a special counsel in connection with two ongoing criminal investigations that have received significant public attention. Now, right away, Ferret Face, when he was up there, see, it's the problem with ugly people. It's, it's hard to read their facial expressions. It all repulses me. But when he came out there, I said, well, this must be directly because of the Congressman Comer and his open allegations and proof of exactly what we know about the person some people call president. The fact that we know that this Irish short-in-the-pants gypsy is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party is compromised. That must be what we're talking about today. And uh, the answer would be no, no. The first, as described in court filings in the District of Columbia, is the investigation into into whether any person or entity unlawfully interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. Now, the more that they do this, the more that they do this, Jay, that's the reaction they want us to have. But the more they do this is proof that they stole it. Proof that they don't want you to question the fact. How could an asset of China Occupy the White House. How could it be that the father of a degenerate bagman, a two-bit bagman, so stupid that he is on video with whores and smoking crack and whatever the hell that scum, Irish gypsy, rat, Democrat bastard calls a Friday. How could it be that this idiot who was given billions of dollars, 1.5 specifically from the Bank of China, so he could pretend to do what exactly? There is no explanation, let alone the sitting on the board of the Ukrainian oligarch-run con job of natural gas and the rest of it. 
How could this possibly be? And now you have the highest law enforcement officer of the country who is outing himself as an apparatchik of a third world Marxist mafia called the Democrat Party. This isn't about America. So as they're going to talk about the election that was clearly stolen and never been audited, never, as they talk about the way in which they're corrupt Democrat scum judges, and I got a great example of one later, blocked state legislatures, state rights, the principles of election integrity, as they turned every sewer into Crook County. Instead, this ferret-faced Chicago Democrat scum, Merrick Garland, who will be a footnote to the greatest criminal organization that corrupted America a hundred years from now and more. In the meantime, he comes out and talks as if he has integrity or pride. Your entire agency, the entire thing, is nothing more than an apparatus of a corrupt, corrupt mafia government. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation, referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida. I'm joined today by Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, and Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division, Kenneth Polite. Assistant Attorney General for National Security, Matthew Olson, could not be here. He is currently in Germany, representing the department at the G7 Home Affairs and Security Ministerial. U.S. Attorney Graves has been ably leading... You went there on a private jet? Me too, Squirrel. ...leading the investigations into the events leading up to and on January 6. He and dozens of assistant U.S. attorneys and other prosecutors have taken on the monumental task of conducting over 900 prosecutions in defense of our democratic institutions. 900 prosecutions stemming from January 6th. 900. How many have looked into the legacy corruption of of the Biden crime family? How many have looked into the LLCs numbering well over 85 in Delaware? How many investigators have been put on to any of the Proof and evidence that the Federal Bureau of Incompetence has had in its possession for three years. And you want to believe that you have integrity as you come out there with your ugly dog face? As you come out there and expose yourself for what you are? You are a quasi-asset of China as well. Because you're protecting a a, a president who has been bribed by the Chinese Communist Party. A compromised president. And instead of even looking into it, you're not only running cover, you're attacking anybody that would challenge this, that would point to this, that would scream for justice as you prove that there is no justice. Criminal division prosecutors under the able leadership of Assistant Attorney General Polite have played a significant role in those prosecutions. Assistant Attorney General Olson has been ably leading the team responsible for investigating the matter. Involving class well, this is of the government, right? We're a government of the people, for the people, by the people. I'm the people. You're the people, right, Squirrel? Got a couple people listening. We're all the people. I want to know right now, every person that Merrick Ferret Face Garland named, I want to know who they voted for. 
And I want to know who they gave their money to. And I specifically want to know who this caballero, Jack Smith, because I smell a short in the pants, Irish Democrat scum. I smell one. I smell it. Today, I signed an order appointing Jack Smith to serve as special counsel. The order authorizes him. I know when you sniff, you think of Joe Biden sniffing young kids. But in my case, I smell out gangsters, government gangsters. To continue the ongoing investigation into both of the matters that I have just described and to prosecute any federal crimes that may arise from those investigations. Mr. Smith is a veteran career prosecutor. For where? He began his prosecutorial career in 1994 as an assistant district attorney with the New York County DA's office. So let's think about this. 1994. By the way, don't smell Paul Pelosi's hammers. 1994. What was Nancy Pelosi's net worth in 1994? Anybody? Oh, I'll bet you it was a fraction of what it is today. What was Joe Biden's net worth? What was Joe Biden's real estate holdings? What were so many of the Democrats that cozied up to China? Like the one with the Speed Racer's hairdo, Dianne Feinstein in California. What was her net worth? Did you look at any of this, Jack? Oh, boy. In 1999, he became an assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York, where over the course of nine years, he prosecuted matters ranging from gang murders of police officers to civil rights violations. You know, that's funny because the Clintons had moved to New York during that time frame, right? While he was the prosecutor there. Did they look into the $17 billion raised by the Clinton Foundation for Haiti, where the people got less than 2% of that? They look into that, Jack? No, Jack. You were with the FBI here in Chicago having lunch at some uh, corned beef joint on the south side of Chicago while Madigan's was building a crime syndicate. From 2008 to 2010, he served with the International Criminal Court, where he supervised war crimes investigations. In 2010... War crimes investigations. Does he mean the ones committed directly by our government or the ones committed by the uh, military industrial complex that bribes our government? What war crimes did you what was the scandal you broke, Jack? Mr. Smith returned to the Justice Department to serve as chief of the public integrity section where he led a team of more than 30 <laughs> yeah, prosecutors funny. who handled public, public corruption and election crimes like cases military intelligence. across the United States. In 2015, he agreed to serve as the first assistant U.S. attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee, later becoming the acting United States attorney. Most recently, Mr. Smith served as a chief prosecutor for the special court in The Hague, charged with investigating and adjudicating war crimes in Kosovo. Mr. So he's looking into Trump's connection to January 6th, and he's looking into top secret documents. He seems very qualified, right? I mean, he's been around, he's done all this, but nobody wants to let him look at the LLCs and the money wire transfers from the Chinese Communist Party to the sitting president? Why are you so interested in the old one? I mean, after all, he's not a threat. You guys could beat him. You beat everybody. What are you worried about? And why isn't the Department of Justice calling the allegations by a sitting, a sitting congressman? Many Republicans have identified over 50 countries the Biden family sought businesses in. On the international side of the Biden family business, the deals were often led by Hunter Biden. And that map there behind the flag shows all the countries where the Bidens had a footprint in international business deals. 50 countries. Ta-da! 50 countries. Not, 
not 50 companies, 50 countries, all with the higher echelon of the governments in those 50 countries. And Jack Smith, short in the pants, Irish gangster, Merrick Face Garland, nobody in the FBI or the Department of Justice, nobody wants to look into it, huh? Well, why not? I mean, you are dealing with a, an amazing brain, somebody who clearly is capable of cutting deals with 50 countries and their energy policies. Let's listen to what he's doing here. And the six short weeks, uh, in, in six short weeks, Americans are going to start to feel the effects of the Inflation Reduction Act. Wrong. What do you base that on, wrinkled ass Irishman? Starting January 1, you can get up to $3,200 tax credit to make your home more energy efficient. Hey, hey, hey. stupid. 60% of Americans. Stupid. That's 6 out of 10, you moron. Can't write a check for $750. Are living check to check. Delinquencies on car payments, credit cards, mortgages are all through the roof. Hey, you, you moron. What are you selling? Some Irish gypsy construction company, windows and roofing? Save some money where you always save big money. And we go in your wife's bedroom and sniff her underwear. Scumbag creep. You can get up to $600 tax credit for new windows. Ooh. $500 for new doors. Wow, windows and doors. $2,000 install a heat pump. I hate 600 to replace electric panels. Huh. These are what, here's what this means. All right. If you're living in a home with uh-huh. drafty windows and doors starting Ooh. January 1, right. you'll be able to save up to $1,100 in the cost of replacing them. Wow. You know, he's finally doing what he should be doing. He's finally pitching for some Irish gypsy con artist construction company. He's finally doing it. It's Mickey O'Malley's creepy construction. We'll sniff your wife's underwear and screw up your windows. And that's just on the upgrade. You're also going to save a lot of money going forward because your utility bills are going to be lower. And that's good for your wallet, but it's also good for the environment because you're using less energy. And that's not all. Well, it's no wonder why 50 countries want to cut energy policy deals with him. He's obviously brilliant. You have to be an absolute total moron. But you're a Democrat. You'll tolerate virtually anything at all. We'll get to you later, Senator. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Let's hear from more. Mickey O'Malley's Windows and Doors, where we'll overcharge your insurance company and screw up the job and may violate your wife's underwear drawer. If you want to install solar panels on the roof, you can get a tax credit for 30%. What's a tax credit? Is it like a tax credit? Is that the dementia that prevents him from saying the X? It's tax. Tax. Short in the pants. Of the cost. It'll bring down the cost of installation by about $7,500. Where'd you pull that number out of? Did you pull that out of your diaper? I think you pulled that number out of your diaper. Where'd you get that number? There's got to be a couple of construction guys. Can he save me $7,500 on insulation? You imbeciles. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Charlie, sounds like a runner back in the 90s at Alcock at about 4 in the afternoon on Friday. So it shows you what this country is. These are Democrats, these crooked (laughs) rat bastards, open and notorious scumbags. Go ahead. Hey, I, I got a suggestion for you. Every time you have a story about Hunter Biden, Please play Footloose for Kenny Loggins. If you've seen the videos, you know what I'm talking about. It's amazing what women who are 20 years old can do with I haven't seen a video since Kennedy used to be on MTV. 
That's the last time I saw a video. How's that for a reference? Thank you very much, Kevin. I like it. Footloose. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. What's going on, buddy? I'm from no see. Yeah, uh, Before I- Craig made the, made the trip out to the cigar store today. And uh, you were there when the uh, Democrat Roach came in and wanted to tell me how she wasn't going to buy a cigar, the ugly old rat, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> that was an amazing, that was an amazing showdown right yeah. there. I hope, she, I hope when she goes to sleep tonight, she remembers what I told her she looks like. I hope so. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, I appreciate that hospitality and getting an opportunity to rub shoulders with you guys oh, there. That was great. Thank uh, you very much. Appreciate it much. How about the Lord? Now, listen, uh, you are- 380 pounds of free legal advice. You know, he tests my furniture for me as well. If it doesn't snap and shatters in, in wood on the floor, I know I can let somebody else sit there. Go ahead. Hey, all you guys, uh, you got some big guys there, and you got these guys look like they're ready to go. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with any of them. No, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're having a good time. But thank you very much for coming, brother. I hey, appreciate it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. You are spot on this thing with this uh, January 6th. Listen, this is what I that's been bothering me. Our, this here regime is all about going after... Uh, the opposite party. All American citizens that voted for Trump and everything, they're after him. And that's how they spend all their time and all their effort and all their, all these, uh, you know, like the FBI, the uh, CIA, the Department of Justice. This Republican uh, new coming in there of representatives, they have to expose all this and blow it wide open. Well, they can't charge is. anybody, but they can, they can expose it. That's all they can do is expose it, because the, the law enforcement agencies of our government have been corrupted by the Marxist mafia. Thank you very much. That's all they can do is expose it, because we now know that Ray Epps, among countless other FBI agents, infiltrated the protest to turn it into the riot, to call it an insurrection. And they won't answer the questions, but they also don't deny it. They admit it. And now they want you to believe that this imbecile is the president of the United States. This week we saw the growth in prices and business pay for goods and services to come down as well. You, you got to be wrong. I mean, you got to be kidding me. It's the same thing. Hi. Good night, everybody. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills. And it got... It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Gas prices are down. Uh-huh. But it's going, to take, it's going to take time to get inflation back to normal levels yeah. all right. as we keep our job market strong so we can oh. see setbacks along the way. I don't doubt that, but so far we're in good shape. These are setbacks. But we're laser so focused on that. when you go, uh, six out of ten Americans can't write a check for over $500. When you see mortgage payments go delinquent and car payments get cars get repossessed, don't worry about it. It's all going to kick in because, after all, these geniuses are in charge. So have a good time. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? I think Fetterman really caps that off. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. You know, for the look on the Democrat scourge's face when you tell him, get out. I don't want your money near mine. I don't want your money for my goods. Get out, old rat. It's worth it. It's worth it. Believe me, I I enjoyed that far better than any meager profits. Patrick Northside. Hey, how you doing? 
Good. How are you, bro? Good. Quick thing, and I'm and I'm being serious about this. There was a woman who from New York Times who proposed breaking the country up under Trump, and she called all the red states Jesus land. Okay, fine. That's not really an insult. How come we didn't run with this? She put the West Coast, Hawaii, the upper Midwest, this this dump where we live in Illinois, Minnesota, and the far Northeast, join up with Canada, the United States of Canada, and we form our own country. Like, it's countries do it all the time. It's totally doable. And I've heard of Texas wanting to secede and become its own country anyway. So why couldn't the rest of our red states And it doesn't, I don't want any violence. It's all peaceful. After all, they they have nothing, nothing but contempt. For anybody who's not in their mafia, you see it as they parade around their corruption as if it is a, as if it is a government or as if it is the rule of law or justice. So let's just go our separate ways. You could have but I mean, let the companies choose terrible. everything. You mean to tell me in the year 2022, we know exactly what the technology is. So the Republicans will pay the taxes based on the Republican policies, the Democrats on the Democrat policies. The states and the areas now have, okay, you want to you want to be Democrat? All right, we'll go our own way. After all, the government tells you what your house is worth. That's what you pay taxes on. So if you can't sell your house, let the Democrat states write you a check for the house. They got the money. They all say they're great. They're doing great. Then write the check to the people. So you may, How many people in Illinois would cash out if Pritzker would write a check for what they're, they're paying taxes on for their house? How many would just cash all out? Oh, You'd get it. You, please, it would be wonderful. And that's the way it should be. Now, some people in Cook County, when you bribe an Irish lawyer, you get your assessments way down. So they're not going to want to sell. But odds are they're in the mafia anyway. Right? See, we got I this agree. Got this all figured out, this, kid. Is this crazy or am I just crazy or is this not something that's doable at some point? It is absolutely doable. There's a there's a, a an old Soviet professor who I got. It's got to be 15 years ago. I cannot think of his name, but I'll get it for you. He wrote a book where he predicted that America would be six different countries. I mean, why make it just two? I mean, what's I the difference? Two. At least I want to go to the one that abides by the principles of Americanism, that secures its borders, that has policies where law is the shield of the citizen and not the weapon of the government. That's the one I want to they go to. Little, and I kind of did already. I, I did. What's yeah, that? A little free speech. A little free speech, maybe elections that that we can all... We can all agree on and, you know, smirk and say, yeah, I guess you guys lost. No, we didn't. You guys cheated again. Yeah. Carrie Lake, that that so. one's my favorite. Thank you very much, Patrick. Thanks, brother. I'll see you in Florida. There already is a place. It's called Florida. Scott, Portage, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Sean, we talked a while back about succession and that, and um, it looks like it's starting to break loose. Did you see in um, Oregon? The, the yellow? Yeah, Illinois as well. I know. Go ahead. Yeah, three, 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 um, three counties in Illinois were trying to form their own state. I don't know if they can pull that off, but in Oregon, two of them are succeeding over to Idaho. Yeah. So here's the thing, Scott. This is when you do. You, do you play cards a lot? Do you ever play cards in your life? See, I grew up. Oh yeah. As oh, a yeah. little kid playing cards, my whole life. And you can always tell when someone's bluffing. You see, the Democrat scourge—they cannot exist without us. We're the ones that make the world go around. They can't live on themselves. Right. Look at what it looks like when they are the majority in a municipality. Just look at the quality of the municipality. Pick one. Anyone around the world. But right. specifically, the one I like is Chicago. Only in Chicago could you turn once incredible areas into hellholes and sewers. And I'll tell you what I mean by this. Here's a little something that happened in a neighborhood where it normally doesn't happen. 
This video has been seen more than 300,000 times. A woman leaving a high-end retailer with an arm full of clothes and getting away in a waiting car. See, now, now, I don't even like the way that's reported. What do you mean leaving? She's stealing. And if you could see the video, it's the Montclair thief. You can go on YouTube for yourself and just take a look at this beauty queen that opened the door of a high-end store on Oak Street, just grabbed a rack of clothes that her big ass cannot fit in, and watch her throw the security around, guard around like a rag doll. That alone was fun. I don't watch sports anymore, but this put Earl Campbell to shame. CBS two, and she's bigger. Suzanne Lemonio live for us on Oak Street tonight. And Suzanne, police are still looking for the woman caught on video. And Joe, that woman was right here on this sidewalk, and then she started running over to Oak Street, right over here, and then she had an arm full of clothing. She's a good six foot two squirrel. Picture this. She, she reminded me of my lawyer. She's six foot two, 380 pounds. Had the audacity to wear tan yoga pants, which could not stay up. It's nothing to look at. It's very ugly. And she somehow fit all the clothes she stole and her big ass with a, with a yard of ass crack into a Nissan. I don't know how she did it. Watch as this woman runs with what appears to be at least two coats you in her arms it, from luxury retailer Montclair here on Oak Street. No, no, no. A police officer tries to stop her after seeing she left the store without paying for them. She threw him around like he was her kid, like a toddler. It's fantastic. Merchandise. He reaches out for the woman. She gets away. That's when this red Nissan pulls up and stops. The woman runs around the front of the car, goes to the rear passenger door, and gets in. The driver tries to escape. And I'm going to guess everybody in that whole story voted Democrat, including the reporter. Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. You got to see it. And why are they selling yoga pants that's above a size 14, for God's sakes? Uh, Victor, Midway. Sean, my brother. How are you? Oh, uh, where do I start here? Um... So Merrick Garland in the Justice Department, yeah. the whole reason why, you know, not only what you were saying about how uh, they won't look into Biden's uh, dealings with China, you know, but... Uh, Running cover is an also, understatement. They are they are rubber stamping that level of corruption. Guaranteeing that it's yeah. very possible we have a multitude of senators and congressmen who are assets of Xi Jinping. And I am going to play for you a story later in the show. Did you know that New York has a Chinese police department? That China, I'm not even going to wait. I, I, I got to do it now. Can a country have two different policing systems? One that is run by the government in power and the other by a foreign power? Obviously not. How can a sovereign country allow a foreign government to operate a police force on its soil? But what if I tell you, it is happening already. China is setting up a network of police stations overseas, and they are present in more than 20 countries. It's actually 54. And there's one in New York. And Ray was just asked about it, where he said he doesn't like it. Well, how'd they sign the lease? How'd they move in their, their, their military? They're communists. We have communists in New York policing citizens that are running from communists. How could that possibly be? Yeah. 
because this, there's this an asset in the White House, an asset mm. of the Chinese Communist Party who allowed it to happen. And that sewer of corrupt city is the one that is spearheading prosecuting Donald Trump. Yeah, and this, I mean, this all goes back to uh, Obama because Merrick Garland was appointed by Obama. Mm-hmm. Or he wanted, that's who Obama wanted as the next Supreme Court justice. And, you know, this also with the FBI and the CIA, you know, they make movies and they normalize it, how, you know, they do CIA operations, transporting drugs from other countries to here. And, from, you know, they're just... Uh, from World War One, almost need... World yeah, War you, II, all through the, 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 uh, the Cold War, Chicago was the hub of the Communist Party in America. We are the hub. They're all here. So everyone says Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky was brought here. It existed here. This is where the mafia of Marxists have perfected their scheme, and they've exported it. That's why when you hear a Chicago Democrat run and don't ever go to business, and don't ever take their money. It's not worth it. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. I can't believe how fast this goes. So uh, you saw that Nancy Pelosi handed the stinky gavel over to somebody else. Now, the guy that's going to step in there, he's going to be a Democrat de jour. His name is Jeffries, it looks like, and uh, I want to remind you what he sounded like just a year ago. Russia interfered with our election, attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. So when the allegations, the correct allegations, based on the evidence I saw with my eyes, have been exposed in numerous documentaries and movies of Joe Biden stealing the election. The reason that they feel justified in this is because they feel Russia stole the election for Trump. So now how they're going to justify stealing the elections in these Democrat sewers where the people wanted to speak up against the abuses that uh, I don't I think they're going to work on. But they don't really care because they don't look at us as capable. They don't look at us as Americans. They feel we need to be ruled. After all, their policies are about taking our money and controlling our movements and our lives and our businesses. They're Marxists. They're scum. They're a mafia. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean Dittos. Happy Friday. You too, brother. Hey, buddy. It, it's kind of cold for roofing in the winter. I was wondering if you could use some of your connects to get me in with Biden selling windows this winter, man. I got a guy that I grew up with who I liked when we were kids. Um, his father was a real estate guy and always in on the hustle. And he is in Minnesota selling windmills for the government and has been for a, a while. And it is a money-making scam, brother, that puts the solar and all the rest of it. These things are astronomical. Each one of them, $3.1 million, I think, for just the average one. They don't break even for 21 years. The government fully subsidizes, subsidizes the farmer and the rest of it. That is where the biggest scams will go. And they produce absolute gots on ghoul. And then I, my favorite is when they get set on fire. And then they, they fall down and the things I kill get, all the animals. It's, it's phenomenal. I got something for you on the solar, Sean. What do you got? So Sean, I go I go by these roofs, and they got all these solar panels on top of them. What happens when the roof starts leaking? 
None of these people that put these panels in are from around here. And you can't get them things apart, brother. You spend $70,000 that they spread out for 30 years, 25 years, to save a fraction of a fraction. And when you add the interest on the, on the, on the money you borrow to put that on your house, aside from the damage you do to the roof, you know what it's proof of? It's like waving a flag outside your house that says, I'm a sucker. I'm a moron. I'll do anything anybody tells me to do. It's like telling every carpet-bagging salesman, Connors, gypsy construction company from the short-in-the-pants Irish family, to go in and put the windows in and all the rest of it. Next thing you know, you'll be buying a Tesla. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. One of my favorite clips. And it's also going to sound a lot like the future. Dave in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. Hey, bear with me. I'm, I'm just a truck driver. I didn't get the shot, so I'm not a veteran or a, or a Biden, so I'm not that smart. <laughs> hey, um, what I don't understand is how we got stupidity around the world. I mean, the U.K., in order to help the struggling people, are going to raise taxes and cut expenses. Here, they, they want to pay for student loans because they're struggling, yet they want you to take out twelve twenty thousand dollars $20,000 loans on roofs, windows, to save $1,000. Am I stupid, or is that happening? No, you're, you're, it, is exact, it, is, it is exactly what you accuse it of. But what you have to understand is there's a psychosis that has been happening in this country, as we have been calling for decades now, chameleons of our society, the most obvious, the most proven, the most pathological liars among us. We've been calling them leaders. And where they lead you is into corruption and swindles, bankruptcy, failure, and fraud. That's the problem when the people don't want to be the leader. See, I don't need a leader. I've never needed a leader. I'm an American. I lead. The political whore that goes to Washington, he follows me. He follows my lead. That's how it's supposed to work. But we've allowed them to use the verbiage of Marxists, communists, and fascists, the whole time practicing a mafia politics. Thank you very much, Dave. Mitchell displains... Oh, where's Jay Edgar Hoover when you need him? He's gone. Where's Alan Dulles when you need him? Well, I think they're both in hell with the former mayor of Chicago walking around in Victoria's Secret underpants. What do you think about that? Uh, And by the way, the January 6th committee is a red herring to deflect you from the fact that they want you to focus on the 2020 election. Okay, why Hillary Clinton had basically the Mueller uh, investigation because she had the power to do it through her connections. Sloppy Joe Biden has the power to do the opposite. So this whole idea that they're putting all these investigations right now on Trump and January 6th is a red herring. And by the way, folks, Trump was never indicted for an insurrection act. How do you find that to be kind of compelling please you know let me ask you this mitchell if you walk into a tavern back in the 90s when they had the lingerie shows and you see harold washington j edgar hoover and liz cheney all in their underwear (laughs) who do you pay the five dollar raffle ticket fee to Oh, J. Edgar Hoover, because you know why? Clyde Tolson did it the best. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Danielle? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think J. Edgar Hoover could, could, could pull off the strut, the sexiest out of all of them. Thank you very much. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a 
a difference between capitalism and corporatism. There's a difference of policies of altruism and backdoor nationalization of sectors. This government has been deceiving the American people. It has been practicing a mafia government control in order to seize control of sectors of our economy. That's how I view it. I'm curious to know how my next guest views it. He has a new book out, Why America Matters, The Case for the New Exceptionalism. But prior to writing this book, he has over 30 years experience in emerging markets, investing, mergers and acquisitions. He's done everything from a CEO of a publicly traded firm to the founder of Stormwall.com. His name is Michael Wilkerson. Michael, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. I'm interested in, in, in this process. I'm interested in the book, and I'm interested in the mission of uh, Stormwall.com. So give, yeah. me the, give me the enlighten me. Well, let me talk about, they both come together. Why am I doing this? I think a number of goals. I wanted to uh, awaken those of us who have been sleeping, kind of inform the unaware, uh, encourage the, the, the disheartened, uh, bring some clarity to people who are confused or you know, directed to, to loss, people who can't tell, know that something is wrong. They don't know exactly what it is. And finally, to inspire Americans to action. And really, that's the purpose both of the book and of Stormwall.com, which is a collection of my videos, articles, essays. The book can be found at whyamericanmatters.com. You know, I, I took a look at the site during the break. I'm, it's fascinating. And I like the mission statement of it. I like the idea that you're viewing this as a resistance. Um, I didn't get into the site too much because it was only a commercial sure. break. But I'm assuming the assistance is the same, or the resistance is the same corruption I'm resisting too, and that is the normalization of a collectivist government that is so openly biased it doesn't even hide it anymore as it attacks enemies who point out objective facts, whether they be economic or whether they be based in law and individual liberties. is Do I have it about right? Sean, you do. And I think if you look at what's happened, what did we learn in the lockdowns? In lockdowns, if there was one benefit, it pulled the facade off of this Potemkin village of what our own government was doing with the surveillance state, with the attempt to control and manipulate information. It really revealed, I think, for myself and for a lot of Americans, just the absolute depth of corruption and the problems that we're facing. I say in the book that we have a crisis of institutions. What do I mean by that? They don't trust us, and we no longer trust them. And they're not functioning properly. And that is one of the big issues we're facing today in this, in this country. And only one side of us has the power to take the assets and the, life, the, the quality of life away from the other. And that's the position we are now in this third world citizen where, where I, a person like me, who believes the government isn't supposed to be ruling over me, but is supposed to be representing me. I am now deemed a threat to this government. And that is an admission by the government. That it is corrupt and it is totalitarian. And the last three years, I'll be honest with you, Michael, I didn't think they had the power to shut us down the way they did. I could not imagine, even as they started to banty it about, I could not imagine that they could get away with that assault on our quality of life. It, it's, it was surreal to me. Yeah, when you declare half of the nation domestic terrorists, it shows that you've really reached two things. One, the end of the road for any real reconciliation. But secondly, the illegitimacy uh, of, the, uh, of the ruling. It's a party, yes, but it's more than a party. It stands both parties. You know, it's a system, and, and you know it very well. The problem I have is I'm not interested in a reconciliation anymore. Yeah. I'm not. 
You know, yeah, many people feel that way. If you're open, you know, you got to remember, I'm from Chicago. This was a, a place. Uh, I'm older than you, but this was a place that 35 years ago I was proud of, right? I mean, it was still corrupt, yep. but it wasn't so open about it. It wasn't so notorious in it. This is the destination of where tolerance of that mafia government leads to, and now it's commonplace to have the bribery schemes where aldermen are lawyers and lobbyists and all the rest of it. At a certain point, too, don't you say, are you kidding me with this obvious corruption? As we have a, a, a president who clearly is not mentally capable to be the president and is compromised as he was bribed by foreign and domestic enemies. If no one's going to come to my rescue today, then I say we separate and I grab my little piece of heaven in some place and we secede. That's the only place my brain can come to. Tell me why I should stop thinking like that. Well, the first reason is the reason that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and others realized that if the United States, which were barely that at the time, were separated, we were going to become easy prey for foreign adversaries. Now, at the time, it was the British Empire, it was the French. Today, it's China, it's others. We do need our national strength. I'm not quite to the point you are of saying there's absolutely no hope for reconciliation. I think the book does take an optimistic tone of saying there is possibility. And I say that in part because while some people know exactly what they're doing and why, there's a vast swath of Americans who are being lied to. They simply don't understand. I spoke at CPAC earlier in the year, a couple hours ahead of uh, former President Trump, and I basically gave an invitation to Democrats to come home. I reminded them of the history of the Democratic Party as the, as the party of the slave power, the party of the Ku Klux Klan, the party that really worked to undermine uh, the idea that all men and women were created equal in this country. So I haven't given up hope. I think a lot of Americans, a lot of nominal Democrats are getting are just as sick and tired as you and I are of the crazy things that are going on in our government. And in some ways, old school liberals and new populist conservatives have more in common with each other these days in terms of resistance to the surveillance state, privacy, freedom, autonomy, than they do with the corporate, the corporate, you've talked about corporatism, the corporate elite, the government elite that transcend both parties. The polls have shifted, uh, in the, in the polarity has shifted in the last couple of years, uh, from, from what the traditional lines of right versus left were. Well, the dirty little secret is I'm a classic liberal. I'm not a Republican. Yeah. I'm I, I'm as repulsed by old lady face Mitch McConnell as I am his counterpart Schmuck Schumer. I don't like either one of these rat bastards. And Mitch McConnell's wife is 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 the daughter of a hierarchy Chinese Communist Party member who is a shipping mogul. I mean, they're not my friends either. They like the system corrupted. They like it this way. My argument is we're not just prey anymore. We're infiltrated. These are assets. And these are powerful assets who wield the power of policy. So, you know, I don't want to be that old Russian citizen sitting on the corner because I don't drink, drinking, drinking vodka, waiting for the days to go by, because that's what it's like to live under a corrupt society that pretends to be altruistic and successful. I mean, I had my taste of it here in Chicago and I moved to Florida. I don't like it. Right. And one of the things that does give me some encouragement and some hope is to see people all over this country waking up in the last couple of years. You see it uh, notably with parents getting involved in uh, their schools where they realize finally during lockdowns a kind of indoctrination that was going on, uh, people getting out to, to take part in what was going on in their city councils. These are the, this is what has to happen. We can't defend a democracy, a republic, from our iPhones, from Facebook or otherwise. People have to engage in uh, these local 
institutions, the local government, and, and start to actually make a difference. I'm seeing signs of that happening. And when that sleeping giant of, the, of Americans who really do love this country awakens, that, too, is a formidable force. I feel that way, and I do. And I was, I, you know, I was a far more optimistic prior to the political whore Joe Biden sitting in office. And I say that not just specifically because of what the FBI has had in its possession for three years, the the prima facie evidence of corruption. But I say that because it's astonishing to me that anybody didn't know about his incompetence and failure. You see, I was out of high school when he ran in 88. And and back then, the country had a certain character to it, where they, the Democrat Party in general, laughed at Joe Biden and chased him out of the race for plagiarism and all-around stupidity and lying. And yet here he sits, half the man he was back then. And here he has support among American people. Who's here? We were two years into this kind of failure. You're a money guy. The idea that people are paying four decade high inflation and it doesn't seem to bother anybody. I was a kid when it was happening in the 70s and people were outraged of all parties. I think I'm feeling that the outrage against the failure, against the corruption, isn't at a high enough point for me. As I'm told that the country's at the highest division ever, I say, no, it isn't. Yeah, I agree with you that I don't think enough people are awake and aware and care. So I agree that we need to actually be more educated, be more concerned. You mentioned some of the policies of the Biden administration. One of the worst by far, well, there are many. Uh, immigration, obviously, is one. But energy policy, the fact that we have hamstrung our own uh, biggest and best natural resource, our oil and gas industry or coal industry, uh, is is treasonous. There's no other word for it. It's betraying America. It's betraying our values. It's betraying our strength and, sh- and feeding us into the hands of our enemies. And it's enriching. And domestic. It's enriching and our enemies. enriching them. You know, this is something that you're in acquisitions, right? You've been involved in this. I mean, I yep. know I, I didn't want to impress my audience with your intellect, but you have graduated from Harvard. You've graduated from Yale. I mean, you're somebody who uh, a parent is very proud of. Uh, but the reality is, if you were in an acquisition setting and you were looking at this mm-hmm. and you were involved in a company where the policies that are affecting America were happening to the company you were either acquiring or involved with, you would notably be suspicious of intentional destruction and some form of espionage. Why aren't Americans? You've hit on something that is so uh, important and so dangerous. And let me give you just another example. Let's say you're in the let's say you're a company in the energy sector and you've just invested years and millions, if not billions, of dollars in an energy project, and the rug is pulled out from under you, and or the big banks will no longer finance you because of the Loki ESG crowd coming after them at their shareholder meetings. Once, you, once they pull the plug on you, you can't restart it. You've run out of money. You've run out of time. The risks are just too high. This is what we're seeing happening. All these disincentives, discouragements, the death of a thousand cuts of regulatory interference in our energy companies, even though they say, oh, yes, we're allowing these leases, we're allowing this and that. It's not true. Look at what's happening on federal lands. Look at the complexity of trying to get a license, trying to get something done. It really is outrageous. I believe it is, it is intentional because the government has, understands in the dark of, of the meeting rooms where they have, which are no, nowhere as exciting as the mercantile break rooms used to be in the 90s when I was there. <laughs> but the reality is I think that they understand that they have a dollar that has been corrupted. They've squandered the integrity of the fiat currency. 
they now have to perpetrate different lies and frauds and scams and try to manage a failed economy so that it looks like it isn't failing, but it doesn't have too many people that are aware of how corrupted it is. And it needs to backdoor nationalize the energy sector. It is the only one that they can't truly backdoor nationalize. They can regulate, they can intimidate, but they haven't been able to nationalize it. I think that is their goal, and they're setting up the policies to where the people are mad, but not too mad, to where they do what all stupid citizens do, turn to their abuser for help, and ask the government to take over the energy policies. And that is why they're lying about what is really happening in the energy sector. What do you think of that? I agree with it, and I think this, 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 the same thing is happening with monetary policy and inflation. As much as they talk about fighting inflation, the government wants inflation. They're the largest debtor. They need to monetize their debt. They created they need it. To, they created it, and now they need to hide it, and they need to hide the underlying weakness in the economy. And the best way to do that is to debase the currency, let inflation run. So no matter what you hear coming out of uh, the Biden administration, Federal Reserve, the way this is going to end is they will let inflation run. They're not going to uh, ratchet up interest rates high enough to actually kill it because that'll kill the economy. It'll kill the administration. They're going to try to keep masking it, keep hiding it, let the inflation run, and let their debts uh, devalue in, uh, in, in normal terms. Michael, although terms. admittedly I have a contrarian streak, I do, I yep. want to pose something to you because I recognize how smart you are. I want to pose something to you, and I want you to help me with it because I'll be quite honest with you. I dis- completely disagree with the idea that the Federal Reserve, in order to get control of something they cannot, has to intentionally bankrupt at least 50% of the country, massively pulling, pulling people who were getting by or in some cases even getting ahead, driving up short-term loans that these people didn't agree to from their credit cards to lines of credit, whatever it is. And you see that the reality is more people are delinquent on car payments, on credit cards, on mortgages than have been since the collapse of of 08. They should please stop bankrupting my fellow Americans. Why is this an answer when the reality is it's not? You're literally saying without having the courage to say it, we need to stop your ability to acquire things in order to pretend we have control of inflation. So one of the things they, you know, they recognize, and I think, you know, are are the folks with the Federal Reserve, the governors and and, and voting members, smart? Yes. Are they hiding something? Yes. Are they, is it a bad combination of arrogance and ignorance of not knowing what they don't know? Absolutely. If you look at the difference between now and the Reagan era, when Fed Chairman Paul Volcker Mm -hmm. raised rates aggressively, allowed an inflation to go hot uh, for a short period of time, and killed inflation, why is that not possible now? Today, the U.S. government has $31 trillion of debt. The money supply has tripled in the last three years. A lot of that debt has to roll, and if if the interest rate is too high, they won't be able to roll. They won't be able to finance it. They won't be able to get others to buy it other than the Federal Reserve. So I think they're they're making a a deal with the devil here of uh, creating the problems that you're describing for the consumer, for the individual, in order to keep this uh, system alive as long as they possibly can, although we can all see the, the cliff ahead. My favorite part about that answer is you wanted to say scam. Michael Wilkerson, the new book, Why America Matters, The Case for New Exceptionalism. I am I can't wait to read it. I want to thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to tap you again. I really respect your opinion. Thanks for coming on. Wonderful. Thanks, John. Great evening to everyone. Thank you. We'll be Bye-bye. back with your calls and comments after this. 
Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. I can always tell when it's Friday. Could you stuff it up a notch? Look at you in there. All right. Thank you very much. It's a fantastic Friday. And that's what you have to do. You have to still control yourself. Have fun. Don't get overwhelmed with the fact that government has been overrun by a Marxist mafia. It's aggravating. So you got to have to, you know, just don't think about the fact that the punk rat kid, Sam Bankman Freed's mother, is the founder of Mind the Gap, communist organization that is very popular here in Chicago, New York, New Jersey, all around America, and the Democrat Party as well. It looks like this trail of billions may lead right back to that dimwitted diaper some call president. Focus on the fact that he'll be gone. He'll be gone in a couple of years, and your grandkids will ask you questions like, "How? what was it like when the country was run by a saboteur trader? And you'll be able to answer. It was fun. We had a couple, few laughs. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. How you doing tonight? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. Before I forget, I want to wish you... Uh... A nice weekend, and uh, I have a question for you now. I should have one. I'm not planning at all in going east to the sewer of Chicago, so I'm planning on having an excellent one. All right, good. Um, I wanted to ask you about this um, suspicious uh, activity uh, report. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The whole whole thing is suspicious. I know a little bit about him, but I want to know if you... uh, can uh, tell me a little bit more, and uh, I heard that uh, the stumblebum changed the uh, the policy of this uh, of the reports. Is that to protect the hunter from uh, anything that might be coming down? You know, listen, I, I, it has the government has zero credibility with me, absolute zero. Oh, I know. We that. have how many congressmen that have been demanding? We have a senator. Ron Johnson, that has been demanding on a couple of things. Number one, he was dead right to question the government's spiel on the vaccine. Dead right. He also has been on it like a bulldog about the fact that Joe Biden is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party, along with at least two other countries. Yet, we can't get an ear of law enforcement to do it. And then you realize, does it matter what they release? Does any of it matter? Did it matter today that Garland came out and guaranteed more political persecution? That wasn't about Trump. That was about the people that support him. It's irrelevant. He can't do jack to Trump, and he knows it. They're going to try to get him to cost money and all the rest of it. They can't do anything. Otherwise, arrest him. Arrest him. They can't. They don't like the fact he won. What do you mean top secret? He's the president. They don't like it. You notice how they never say it? They never say Donald J. Trump, the president. They always say Trump, Trump, Trump. And the funny thing is they have a moron, a moron who wets himself as the president. How are you, baby? And a creepy son of a gun. So they don't want to talk about that. So do I care what their suspicious report is? They've deemed what the threat to America is. It's me. I'm the threat because I believe in the principles of of the enlightenment of Americanism. I believe the government is my servant. I'm not it. I believe I'm entitled to the pursuit of life, liberty, and, and, and happiness. I believe I'm entitled to the money I earn. I don't want anything from anybody. I am a threat to a Marxist mafia. So are you. 
And so is Donald Trump. And so are the 74 million people that support him. And so is everyone with eyes that know this dimwit was not elected. He's a usurper. He was orchestrated into office by very specific, very corrupt districts in this country. The same ones that would allow Carrie Lake to have her election stolen. Same thing. So that's the threat. So they could call me. I like that I'm suspicious. I like when Democrats say, you don't believe he's the president. No, no way in American tradition of righteousness with this compromised asset of China, of Ukrainian oligarchs and others, be a sitting president. Nowhere. Now, could he be a two-bit mayor? Well, I mean, take a look at what you have as a mayor in the city of Chicago. Of course he could. But he couldn't be president. George Naperville. But, Sean, is the bait and teasing of the complete destruction of Trump just around the corner, is it pacifying the people that the hate was so worked up, you know, in our media? You know, it's interesting. I is had, that pacifying them? I had a dog-faced woman come into my store. Policies. Come into my store because I have the I, Biden voters keep out. And she said, you know, what's your most expensive cigar? Now I know where this is going. I've been down this path with these idiots. And I tell her, get out. Get outside. Go enjoy the economy of this scumbag. Go. Go pay. Get out, you rat. And they don't want to hear that because they, wait. they say, wait a minute. My kids are broke. They can't get ahead. They're living at home with me and my fat-ass impotent husband. They can't do anything. So then they have to realize, well, wait a minute. Maybe it does suck. When Joe Biden turns into a two-bit pitchman for some Irish gypsy construction company. Starting January 1, you can get up to $3,200 tax credit to make your home more energy efficient. You can get up to... And it keeps the idiots that would vote for this. They're paid. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation. We also be able to make more in Pennsylvania. When he had a choice to make... And they have how many of their kids and their grandkids and their friends are drug addicts or dead from drugs? Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own. And they don't talk about the cartels or the drugs or all of the other things that have happened since Joe Biden usurped the most powerful office, let alone complex things. Like who exactly blew up Nord Stream? Who who did that? Terry on the south side. Hey, uh, well, on a different note, I don't understand how they can be for abortion and then complain about how much we reproduce. I I love that part. That's one of my favorites. I, I, the reason I called is I want your opinion on how this is going to end. So, you know, the, the meme stock people have been screaming that they're artificially keeping it low by making more stocks and synthetic stocks. And so we have a senator that's already accused this Sam Bankman fried and Gary Gettler of talking to figure the loopholes to steal the money. And it turns out these tokenized coins for AMC, it's supposed to be one-to-one with stock. There's only 500 million AMC stocks, but FTX had 600 million. So that, I mean, blatant fraud right in your face. So, Terry, and- I have a very good friend of mine who I would be bullish on the, on the conceptual idea of cyber currency, and he would argue against it. And I am not kidding you when I tell you that he came to me two years ago and said this is not non-existent, and there will be a run on the, on the, on the currency, on the so-called currency, and there will be not. Nothing there, and he spotted it two years ago by by researching the data. At which point, I said, "Well, that's troublesome." 
And I, I, you know, I don't hold much or didn't hold much. I had Ethereum. I had a coin and I had a little bit of Bitcoin, but that I had sold a, a while ago and never bought again. And I'll, at, a, at a certain point, Terry, the people who go into that world, you're guaranteed of nothing, you know, and you buy that stock, you know, and I say this as an investor who's lost money from time to time. And, you know, I, I have dear friends who've gone broke and all the rest of it. Uh, you should have looked into it. You should have looked into it. But the other thing who's culpable for it is that you have to examine what it was for. It came out 90 days after Joe Biden announced he was running for president. His mother, the one who heads up Mind the Gap, interwoven with the upper echelon of the Democrat Party and the Bidens, comes out of nowhere. All of a sudden it has credibility. Where did it get the original money from? Where did it get the original approval from? And how did he set up an entire exchange and circumvent something that Bitcoin itself could never do? Bitcoin never had an exchange ever. It was based in strictly in the in the intellectual idea of what a cyber currency could be. But think about what this kid did and how he did it and where he was when it collapsed. One of the only places you can't extradite. Well, right. And so that's one of the things to <laughs> Oh, so right. these token- Take it easy. Yeah, all I'm, right. Go I'm, I'm good. So with these tokenized coins, they're already saying the SEC and Gary Gellin is in cahoots with them. I know the Department of Justice already arrested that Mac guy with Artigos, but we haven't heard anything about that. The SEC so I- has very little said on it. It's said by a guy named Gensler. The SEC pretends that it... Although aware of it, it never had oversight and it never approved it. It was trying to get that, but never got it. But yet, that same SEC let institutions, funds, retirement funds in this country invest in it. There's the rub. If a guy like me and you invests and we lose our money, eh, buyer beware. But when hedge funds who are regulated by the SEC put millions, hundreds of millions into something, how is that allowed? See, that's the problem I have. I don't have a problem with a guy investing and rolling snake eyes. That happens. But when you have the pensions that are giving tens of millions, and when they lose the money, it doesn't matter because the people pay it. Now I got a problem with it. And the well, SEC and, knew about it. Well, and the same thing. This is a pay-to-order flow, which is basically you know their way to scam. Bernie Madoff is the guy that made it up. And then Citadel um. complained at the beginning. Citadel was the one that said, dude, we shouldn't do this. And they just came out saying they're going to get rid of pay-to-order flow, and Citadel threatened to them if they do it. You know, it reminds me of when Enron came up with Mark to Market. You remember that? <laughs> no, not no. Oh, I, brother, listen. Go look at, at, at the smartest guys in the room, and then look at what Enron did with Mark to Market, and then listen to Joe Biden claim that he cut the deficit. They're using a, a, a trick, a, a fraud of Mark to Market math. And it's a fraud calculation to get to the cost of our political bills and their so-called savings. And you will realize, brother, that you think Madoff or you think Enron or you think these guys invented the idea of of scandalous math to lead to to predictions that can't come true. And you realize they're simply copying what politicians do. Thank you very much, Terry. Sam Bankman Freed is a rotten rat scumbag, but he was a Democrat. He didn't do anything that so many of the other Democrats didn't do. In fact, most of the notable Democrats approved and even advertised for F. What is it? FXT? FTX? I got a little dyslexia. 
Sam Bakeman Freed's money ponder money scheme to enrich who? Who actually now it's all crapped out. Who really made money? The only money I can see that's made was the money he gave the Democrats. That's all I can see. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Let's keep the conversation on FTX for a little while. Mark in Oakland. Sean, how are you? Good. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing really good. Hey, you're always on fire. I'll tell you, you're awesome. I love listening to you. Thank you. You know, I'll tell you, you know, you've seen the movie Braveheart, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever see, remember that, one, that, that one guy, the young guy that's going to be the king of Scotland, you know, and he's, he's basically on Mel Gibson's side, but then, but then Longshanks, the king of England, is Robert bribing Bruce. his dad. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what the Republicans are, my friend. And, and I'm going to tell you why, because uh, uh, a friend of mine was telling me about Revolver. It's that news uh, online and just uh, information and, yeah. and they claim that Kevin McCarthy was getting money from Bankman, the FTX, and giving money to the anti-Trump candidates. I think I and, think Kevin McCarthy's a moron. I think Kevin McCarthy always was a moron. Why is he the heir apparent? How does that work? How does Mitch McConnell, who you can argue the Republican Party was on its ass until Trump came out of nowhere and Mitch didn't like him? And yet he just 80 year old Mitch with the itch, just all of a sudden he's the, he's the guy in the Senate again, 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 again. It's systemic corruption like it is in Illinois. It's re- repulsive. It's disgusting. And what it is, is reason why we should not call ourselves Republicans. And I rarely, rarely do. I'm not a Republican. Yeah. I'm an American. You know, Sean, what, you know, Sean, what the Republicans do, they, 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 they claim they're for for the people and all that, a lot of them. And, but they're really on the side of the Democrats. It's like the Earl of Bruce, well, just like you said. They're, they're on the side they're of government. They're on the side of yeah, government. They're on they're the side government. of government, yeah. They're government supremacists. And this but there's is a, hope. There is always hope. There's a, few, there's a few Republicans that I like and and are the, the, the Trump candidates. I don't, DeSantis, I, don't, I really don't know about him. I'm not 100% sold on his... Uh, and, that's, and let it let let it play out. Number one, but number two, it's going to take somebody who is willing to be unpopular with the status quo. And I don't care who the who it is, but it's going to take somebody who says, you know, you guys are the problem as well. I, whoever it is, I want to make sure that he cannot stand Mitch McConnell. That's <laughs> that's how I'll decide uh, to vote for him. All right, thank you very much, good. Mark. And Thanks, John. Appreciate it, brother. Dave in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean, I had to call back again. <clears throat> but two things. On the FTX, you know, I'm, I'm still just a truck driver, no shot, not as smart as Biden and Betterman. But, you know, you start out with a scam, and I've always said cryptocurrency was a scam to begin with. Everything around it's going to be a scam. But what I called about was, the original ultimate baller is going to be making a statement tonight at Miralago tonight. Yeah, I didn't he's, know. He's ready to fight. I didn't know. Yeah, he's going to be, um, I want to address but, something with you. Currency is whatever people believe it is. Currency is whatever people decide it is. We're, we're, we're dumbed down in this society. First currency was salt. 
You know, everyone talks about gold, gold, gold. Currency is what's ever important to people at the time. One thing's for certain. If the American dollar was not backed by the military, it would not be the world currency. It might be the nation's currency, but it wouldn't be the world currency. The real scam currency, in my opinion, is the U.S. dollar. It just has popularity, and it has enforcement of of intimidation. But it doesn't have any dignity or character. The American government is is bankrupt. I can prove it to you. It proves it to you with its national debt that is unimaginable and the interest payments to nobody else that we know. We don't know who gets it. The fact of the matter is, cyber currency, you can have your opinion. Everyone have your opinion, fine. But the, the currency that really has no integrity and isn't backed by anything and stands for nothing and can be printed out of thin air is the U.S. dollar, brother. That's why I want to take your call. Thank you very much. The real scam currency... Although you can have your opinion on cyber, but the real one with the most fraud is the one called the U.S. dollar. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest has been a friend of the show since I was filling in. I always respect, I admire his work ethic and his opinion. He's an old-fashioned reporter. If we had 300 Jeff Mordocks, this whole country would be better. In the meantime, we've got one, and I've got him on the line. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me. So when I see, you know, it's it's getting to be overwhelming, the amount of bias in my government. It's truly unimaginable at this point, especially when you have somebody like me who remembers when America had a character of uh, an unbiased, law-abiding nation. And now I see that this is political persecution when we have congressmen and senators who for years have been pointing out, just please go through the Hunter Biden laptop and nobody talks about it. And now I've got to watch a guy from Chicago, Democrat Mafia, some call him Merrick Garland, I call him Ferret Face, come out and appoint a special counsel for Trump instead of even talking about the possibility that the president who has been carving and creating policies to enrich China and his son received $1.5 billion from China should at least be looked at by law enforcement agencies. That's not going to happen while I'm while Joe Biden's in the White House, is it? No, it's not. Um, they keep they've had every opportunity to appoint a special counsel in the Hunter Biden case. They haven't. And what they keep hiding behind is the fact that uh, the U.S. attorney running the Hunter Biden investigation was appointed by President Trump. And that's really not good cover, because at the end of the day, he still reports to Merrick Garland, who still reports to Joe Biden. And this is the thing about government. You know, I've been saying this since before I had radio shows. Government is only occupied by people. I'm from a Democrat-heavy city. The way that it works is if you want a job, you have to cozy up to the politicians in charge. It's a way that they hire. It's a way that they insulate themselves. And unfortunately, it's a way that they corrupt the institutions that are our government. I can think of nothing else as I watched today Merrick Garland's speech. It was, once again, one of those moments where you realize 
we're really a third world banana republic. I'm sorry, that's how I view it. When you have a, a president in the kind of scandal that Joe Biden is riddled in. Well, it's also interesting to me how they keep going to these special counsels. And I don't understand why they think the American people still have an appetite for them, but they keep trotting them out. I mean, this is the third special counsel we've had in five years. And none of them have really accomplished much of anything, to be honest with you. Um, The John Durham probe has been a bit of a bust. Uh, Robert Mueller was effective in only the fact that we have a complete record of sort of what happened. Uh, it, you know, it's going to stop rumors from running wild. And with this guy, you know, we don't know what we're going to get. But these special counsels don't seem like they do a lot, and yet they keep bringing them out there. And they do cost the people money, don't they? Don't these special they counsels? They cost people a lot of money. Um, yeah, I mean, everything the special counsel does, their office space at the Department of Justice, uh, the computers that they're going to have to use, because they're going to have to use different computers, going to have to use secure servers, office furniture for Jack Smith to sit on, all of that is going to be paid for with taxpayer dollars. Why do we even have a Department of Justice? Why do we even have a Federal Bureau of Investigation? I mean, what do we get for our money? Well, what we're supposed to get is we're supposed to get criminals caught. We're supposed to get terrorist plots thwarted. But, and I think I've brought up this point on your show before, but I think it's an important one, is we don't get that anymore. And the reason we don't get that anymore is after the 9-11 attacks, uh, Robert Mueller was the FBI director, and he has moved that agency over from being an organization that was dedicated to catching criminals to more of a CIA clandestine intelligence type agency and in doing so that opened up all these abuses and all these um politizations that we see now that didn't exist there 20 years ago i think if we talk to long-time agents well i know this because i've talked to long-time agents who were there in the 80s and 90s they're appalled at what the fbi has become now and uh i'm going to take it and pivot a little bit because i find it appalling that um we caught a false flag with the Ukrainian missile in Poland that was told by all of our higher government officials for the first 12 hours that it was the Russians. And it just goes back to Lloyd Austin and the kind of corruption we have in our military-industrial complex and the kind of failed war we have in Ukraine and Russia and how much money, how many lives... And what's it going to look like when ultimately it doesn't make a dent in what would have happened had Americans stayed out of it? I'm curious to know, what's the what's the feel in Washington as to how this is going, that we now have the Ukrainians that fired the missile? We have the scandal with the Ukrainian hierarchy being linked to the Azovs and the tornadoes. Are they going to stick with this mantra of giving them another $38 billion the way the president, who's been paid for, has money exchanges with the Ukrainian oligarchs, wants to the American people to do again last week another $38 billion? Well, that's the feeling in Washington, because it's it's interesting how suddenly everybody in this town has become hawkish. The, the, you know, where was this, you know, when we've had other military conflicts? But now, because Biden is in charge, we've got an incredibly hawkish town. I don't think we're going to see... I think some of that's going to be tempered because we're now going to have Republicans conducting oversight. And they're going to want to know where every dollar is going, if we can afford this. And there's going to be start a little more um, oversight of where the money goes and how it's paid for. And I think we could see some 
tempering there. But no, it, every, I mean, you see the propaganda and, and how it's we're fighting for freedom um, without ever fully committing it. And I think what I find really interesting is how this missile, how the story has changed and evolved. And then everybody's sort of blowing off uh, Zelensky, who is the only person out there questioning the official narrative. <laughs> and 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 they, I, I was kind of disheartened, too, with the story of his high up in the government getting caught in Europe with a wife with $150 million in suitcases. Yeah. That seemed to be a big story that, I mean, it didn't get much play. Yeah. Were you shocked by that? Um, no, nothing, nothing shocks me anymore. Um, but yes, I mean, that, that barely got any play. I, I'm not even sure how many papers where I even saw that in the print edition. And I do read a lot of print newspapers in the morning. I don't even think it made a lot. And it's one thing with these stories, you know, if you want to put them in a 26, it's one thing for that. It's another thing to completely ignore, which is kind of what happened in that case. I mean, this is tough line Don stuff. I am just, I mean, I keep waiting for righteousness to rear its head up. I remember during the election, and, and I'm going to be quite frank with you, I, I like Trump policies. I knew what, he, what, what was at stake when he was running against the legacy corruption that Joe Biden uh, really is the face of. And I don't mean just the Democrat Party writ large, although you know I make that argument a lot. I mean specifically Joe Biden. And as the stories broke and the sun with the videos and the picture and the trails from China to Ukraine to I couldn't believe what I was watching. And yet here we are where all of these scandals go without a spotlight. And when they do receive a spotlight, it's it, too, is politicized. Is there a story that's capable of waking the nation up? Not in this environment. Not look at the hunter, how quickly. That was dismissed as Russian disinformation. And then kind of, you know, about a year after the president, after President Biden's in office, suddenly NBC News, New York Times, Washington Post, oh, yeah, yeah, that thing was authentic the whole time. Um, I think in this fractured media environment, I don't see a way in which we get that, we, we get something that is not politicized, something that is going to wake us up. I, I hate to say this, but I even question if another 9-11 type attack can do this, because look at how quickly those that war and that those attacks themselves got politicized after the attack. It brought us together for a while, but then we quickly fractured. And it was funny, because to watch the, the flip of the parties, Code Pink, uh, the women outside the ranch, you're killing innocent people, all of it, your weapons of mass destructions, all of it, and yet they get caught with lie after lie in real time. The missile in Poland was unbelievable. It happened right before my show. I called it the Gulf of Tonkin missile and denied it immediately. And within hours, it got to be where I think there were investigators going out and, and they had to admit, no, no, no. It couldn't mathematically have come from Russia. This, is, this kind of missile came from Ukraine logistically and the rest of it. And now they've got people on the ground and it'll trace back to Ukraine. And it doesn't seem like it's going to matter. No. Well, I think, you know, and the problem I think the, the administration's facing here is they've got two, there, there's two ways to look at this. If they want to go full throttle into looking whether or not this thing, this is, this first from Russia, it's a NATO country where the missile landed in, two, met, two civilians of a NATO country died. That would trigger Article 5, which 
in that sense, would then likely have the the 30 NATO countries stand up to defend Poland and attack Russia, which is World War III. So the easier task, which is what they're doing, is to sort of wimp out here and (laughs) just blame this on Poland, blame this on Ukraine, and say, and then sweep it under the rug, because the alternative to not wimping out is just scary. And that's the situation they're faced with. What's the feel in Washington when it comes to the idea that there is a narrow victor, a narrow margin of, of majority among the Republicans? Um, will a lot of this scandal still continue with the spending of the money, or do you predict, is the feel like, okay, maybe we're going to pull back on some of these omnibus bills and the rest of it. What's it feel like there? Well, the Republicans are threatening to pull back. That you know, They're demanding some pullback. They're demanding that we do not see, that we get more control, that there's more oversight, there's more acknowledgement of where these things are sending. How effective they will be with their narrow majority, that remains to be seen. Uh, how diligently they go after that also remains to be seen. Um, it, it always amazes me, especially with the Republican Party, because they bang the drum way more than Republicans about, I'm sorry, way more than Democrats about responsible spending. And then they get in there and yeah, they spend, you know, there's not spend. that much of an improvement. There's not much of a difference. No, I'm hoping that um, maybe spending gets politicized, that at least the people can find areas of respites before they all get together on some kind of uh, bill that enriches the coffers of all of them. As you see Nancy Pelosi go off into the sunset, is there any outrage of the fact that this woman has amassed a fortune that we argue is either $200 million or five? Is there any talk of, of, of maybe going after the insider trading that is now enriched what, 535 politicians? No. Uh, I mean, there, there was no. talk about it. You it could went think nowhere. About it for a while. You're right away. No? No, I'm kidding. No. Yeah, I mean, but it's true. I mean, you don't even hear that. I mean, yesterday was it was an absolute, was a tribute to her. Uh, nobody broached the issue. And it's not just her. She's an easier target because she complains and talks about, you know, tries to demonize the wealthy. And that makes her an easy target. But she's not the only one who's who's enriched themselves with insider trading no. and taken advantage of their position to enhance their wealth. Um, and as government so, spends more, there's more opportunity for that. And that leads back to what we were talking about earlier. That's why Republicans don't push back. They like that insider trading. They like the lobbying scheme. I think it's going to take some sort of a, a, a major scandal, and I'm, I'm I'm starting to wonder if there even is one anymore. Well, everything's gotten so normalized. How can you know? I, I mean, what was a scandal twenty, thirty years ago is not going to be a scandal in the year twenty twenty three. We call it president um, now. What was a scandal when I was a kid? We call president. Well, even just look at things like um, remember the hoop the uh, the hoopla that um, you know Reagan was the first divorced president, and now you know Trump's been divorced twice, yeah. and nobody bats an eye at that. Yeah. So you know, it's just as we move forward, it's just things that our society focused on, you know, just are not issues anymore. Reminds me of the Mike Wallace, Ian Rand interview in black and white in the fifties. When he asked her, what do you predict for the future? Oh, if you keep it up, I predict terrible things. It just seems to be like uh, it was ahead of its time. But in the meantime, when I want to know what's going on, I simply go to one person, and it's Jeff Mordock at the Washington Times. Keep it up, brother. I know you're in the belly of the beast. Stay, Stay healthy. Thanks, Sean. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. 
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Can't decide which one I want to go with. Do I want to go with the absolute fraud misinformation? Senior U.S. intelligence official says Russian missiles crossed into NATO member Poland, killing two people. So Russian missiles have somehow crossed into Poland, landed and killed two people. It's unclear at this early stage whether it was a Ukrainian missile that could have somehow got distracted or had been shot in a different direction or whether it was actually an intentional missile. That ha- well, let's get serious. It was an American missile. It was given to Ukrainian Nazis. It was misfired. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis to promise people all kind of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with uh, benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. Well, you'll have to forgive the reference to Walter Mondale. That was a documentary or a speech given by a former soviet in 1977 but it sounds like he was talking about today damn it paul bensonville just wanted to add some levity three questions all right what do you think about women with tattoos well depends who they are i find sexy women with tattoos sexy i find big fat women that could fit in pritzker's underwear not so sexy. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> funny movies. All right. Funny movies. Young Frankenstein, which sounds Frankenstein, which sounds a lot like uh, a senator from Pennsylvania. Next. What about Dumb and Dumber? Well, we've had it run cities, states, and now the country. I like it. Accurate. Accurate, accurate. Thank you very much. Uh, and and oh, we got, we got. Tommy Lauren versus Brett Cooper. I don't know who that is. Oh my God, Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren, uh, blonde, gorgeous. Uh, Brett Cooper, um, uh, wire something. She's. I will she's give you an answer, but I, I have to look it up. Squirrel remembers everything. Oh. I will look it up. I will give you an answer. William and Wilmette. Hey, what's going on, Sean? Not much um, I I looked up that article about McCarthy and the FTX money. Uh-huh. It's ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. This guy, he was tied up with like his best buddy, as the article says, and uh, they, they're two K Street douchebags, guy Jeff Miller and Brian Walsh. They were using this money against people in primaries, Republican candidates in primaries. That's bad. 
But then they're using the money against Republican candidate and the general. So were you reading the article in, in Politico? Were you reading the article in uh, no, CNBC? I, I, uh, no, I got that article from Darren Beatty's site, Revolver. He's 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 a class act. He's super smart. Yeah. He was Trump writer. No, I, it, I, uh, I, I, I do think he's super smart. So I want to I want to I want to digest the uh, the article and uh, I want to go into it. But let me ask you this. Why was he the heir apparent? This is a question I've had. Kevin McCarthy. I, I, I don't watch sports. I don't do. I, I know Kevin McCarthy's career. Kevin McCarthy's a moron. A moron. Well, he, lives, he lives with that loser lunch too. What, I mean, what's going that on here? Is fracking weird? The it's Frank like, Lutz you know, has a a room in his house that is modeled after the Oval Office. He sublets yeah. rooms out to this congressman and I think one other. And yeah. Frank Lutz has a dog on his head. He wants people to believe his hair. Frank Lutz yeah, is a creep. Fun, right? This is yeah. all very creepy to me. And this is all very systemic. And this is why you have such standouts like Jim Jordan. You have standouts like Comer from Kentucky. You have people uh-huh. who are part of the, the caucus about American principles, whether they be Tea Party or the Liberty Caucus, whatever it is. Why is it we constantly get the repeat? And this guy's the head. Who picked him? I'll tell you who picked them. The people who really run this country. The corporatist scum. Well, the corporatist yeah, you know scum. What? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and, and it seems to me, I read another another article today, it seems to me like all of this group of guys that are backing McCarthy are now looking to back um, uh, DeSantis. And it's, you know... It's, it, this could get ugly. If DeSantis is, to, uh, and you know me, I'm, I live in Florida. I love, I love DeSantis. I live there because he <laughs> gave a finger to everything else. If DeSantis ties back to this, and DeSantis ties back to McCarthy, and he ties back to Mitch McConnell, believe me, I'll abandon ship in a heartbeat. Because whatever yeah, we like, need is somebody that stands up against it. But I will never forget the Trump and the 271 lobbyists. Trump and uh, and uh, uh, Manafort, Trump and Stone. These are so, dude. I, I you know that's why I, I, you listen to me. I know you've heard me for years. I was not a 2016 Trump guy. I was not. Oh, I know. And yeah. and it was because of that. Now he he did win me with policies. I like f- of very many of his policies. But when oh, you when I you do. surround yourself with these scandalous bastards, you know. But I want our. I want. I said a long time ago, the government needs an enema. It needs an enema. Thank you, brother. I went long with you. Thank you very much, William. Appreciate it. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. So it turns out he was asking me about female conservative commentators. I mean, they seem very nice. I don't know much about them, but, you know, that could be my daughter. Uh, in the meantime, government is a peculiar place. It's the only place when, if you're really a moron, but you're connected, you get promotions. I never heard of anything like this. But today was unarguable, as we're listening to the news of another Cook County rat bastard Democrat judge who lets out some gang-banging scallywag who goes, goes on a spray and does more mayhem and harm. And while that's going on in these sewers of corruption at least in washington we do have a few non-democrat scum politicians that can point out how stupid it is 
to keep allowing these incompetent Democrat morons to get promotions. Uh, Judge Edelman, I want to come to you. Uh, In 2020, uh, in your role as a D.C. Superior Court judge, you released a man named Christian Wingfield. You remember that? I do remember that case, yes. Now, he was pending trial in a felony gun case, but you went ahead and released him, correct? Correct, I did. Okay. And a few weeks after you released him, Mr. Wingfield participated in the murder of an 11-year-old child named Devon McNeil. You recall that? I I do recall that. Okay. Devon was at a Stop the Violence cookout on the 4th of July when Mr. Wingfield and his friends decided to fight a warring crew. Devon was an innocent bystander who was caught in the crossfire. When you made the choice to release Mr. Wingfield, you knew these following facts. And I find it so interesting. So many of you have talked about, you know, having the facts, acting on the facts, and the importance of that to the judiciary. And I appreciate that you've brought that forward. But, Judge Edelman, here are the things that you knew. You knew that he had multiple arrests for illegally possessing a firearm, and you knew that he had been identified as the person who, on another occasion, had been shooting a gun in the street at 1 p.m. in broad daylight. You knew that only a week earlier, another judge had written an opinion denying his motion for release because he was a danger to the community. You knew that releasing him with a GPS ankle bracelet wouldn't protect the community because he had already illegally fired a gun while he was on GPS monitoring for a prior offense. So what we're experiencing, what's destroying the lives of everybody, is happening throughout the country, but only by Democrats. Only by Democrats. So when I heard the story that sickened me, I have to admit, last night, as I watched the wife of a security guard in a Southside shopping mall start to realize exactly what had happened to her, I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if the perpetrators were released by Cook County judges. And, of course, we all know the answer. There's not a not a gambling casino in the world that would take action on that. Ta-da! Cheryl and Allen, that widow, says her husband provided so much laughter and love and was the type of person who could have a conversation with anybody. Tonight, she told me this isn't the first time that store has been targeted by thieves. Norman Thomas was six foot two, but stood even taller because of his generous heart. He was my gentle giant, very loving, very caring. And he was slaughtered by scum, slaughtered by scum so they could steal from a jewelry store. And it was allowed, permitted, and approved by the government that's supposed to protect her husband and her, and you and me. It's the sewer of Chicago, the county of Crook, the state of disgrace. And this is what the people want, right? All right. So the thing about having a weekend in Chicago is, you know, I tell you I have a good weekend, but really the bar of goal, good is survival.
Because in these Democrat hellhole sewers, you don't really live. You survive. Right? Where's my mouse? Give me the mouse. Jay in Chicago. Hey, Sean. I just want to let you know that I am sufficiently ticked off like you uh, had your guest on earlier uh, with the book. I will be buying that book very soon. America does matter. Uh, uh, Michael Wilkerson, who is a brilliant guy. And if you look at this kid's resume, I mean, graduated top of his class from Harvard and Yale. I mean, ridiculously smart. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm not into, like, uh, more degrees than a thermometer or anything like that. That's never impressed me or anything. I couldn't but walk what around he said, the hall. Yeah, go ahead. But what he said resonates with me, and it's exactly the same type of stuff that you say. So I just want to let you know that you're kind of like my, my uh, if I was a pressure cooker, you're like the pressure release valve for me. <laughs> because I am, like, this whole election cycle thing, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around how anybody in this state could vote for what they, they actually said, what, a week later, oh yeah, we also passed the workers' rights thing. (laughs) I mean, it's a week later. All the other tabulations were done, but that one took a week, and nobody raises an eyebrow, and they call it workers' rights, but it's not right to work. It's right to be a slave and right to be part of the union garbage crap and all it does is make sure that the the municipal union workers their strength grows their pensions are immune from reality or investment and it doesn't matter which means those money bundlers that have those investments who charge those pensions or those unions six times what the cost is they could loan it right back to the connected people to open restaurants like jaws durango and the rest absolutely of it. and what happened absolutely. with that and, scandal and the- and the other thing, too, is all the other people that are also in the Illinois pension thing, which would be, you know, teachers, firefighters, and all that, that aren't in the municipal part, where are they going to get the money? They're going to get it from your stack yeah, yeah. and because, move it to their stack. And the whole time they're going to call everybody who they want to take the money the one percenter. But there's only one section of our society whose retirement is based on not investment, but on clout. And that's the public sector mafia. Absolutely. That's the real 1%. Problem is, it's probably up to about 23 million people. Thank you very much, Jay. Hey, you take care. You too, brother. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Survive, baby. Survive. All right, let's go to him. He's whining about something. Mark Weimiller. Hey, it's Mark Weimiller, your man on the street. No, you're Stephanie Trussell's man on the street. You're just my caller. (laughs) Okay, I'll be your caller. All right, go ahead. I'm getting... I give you a heads up. I got a good article on owner review about Liz Cheney's visit last week. And Mike Pence is coming Monday and Tuesday. If you want to come meet him, I'll introduce you. I got $10 that says Liz Cheney's pantsuit will fall off Mike Pence. What do you say that? (laughs) She's already here. He's coming Monday. They're not coming together. Yeah, but the pantsuit may be left in the cheap hotel. Believe me, she can't find her pants. Thank you very much. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Very, very. You got you to focus on the good thing. Good thing is that this will last, but then it will end. And ultimately, maybe it'll take a year, maybe two years. People will look back. Don't just have a. At this time in American existence. And they will call this 
the dark ages. It will be the most corrupt. The Joe Biden administration, the American Democrats in the future, this era right now that we're living through will be properly identified for the mafia that it is, for the incompetence and the stupidity. From the hiring judges that let criminals back out on the street to protect the the predators and victim re-victimize the victims, it will all be justified. You're just going to have to go through some difficult times. They're called the Biden years. But in the meantime, you're going to get a deal on windows. $600 tax credit for new windows. There we go. 500 for new doors. Right. 2000 to install a heat pump. 600 to replace electric panels. These are what, here's what this means. If you're living in a home... He can't even get through the sentence. Mickey O'Malley's Irish Gypsy Construction Company. Call us, I dare you. See, I could do the commercials, too. Cream Puff Jim, you know what it's like to work with these Democrats. Would you like this Irish Gypsy put windows in your house? I know, not windows. All right, go ahead. Sean, I, I, think, I think Herschel Walker is the perfect pick for uh, Trump for vice president. All right. Thank you very much. We got your two cents. I never take advice from a Democrat on what the Republican ticket should be. Eric... Hoffman Estates, how do you feel about the Safety Act? Oh, so, Sean, I, I actually have some questions because I'm, I'm not sure Eric? how to read through Jelly Belly's Safety Eric? Act, whatever you want to call it, purge, Eric? whatever, too. Yes. I took your call, but I have to go to the National Anthem. What I'm going to do is put you on hold, and you and I are going to talk privately. I want to get your information. Stay on hold. In the meantime... It's Friday. we got to let my Americans understand they have something to look forward to. It's the law of America. It's the principles of Americanism. Granted, Illinois doesn't have any, but there are other places. You can survive Illinois so you can one day live in America. Cue the music, Squirrel. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars Survive Biden.
key is you do. So if you're in Chicago, Serpentine, have a great weekend. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.